Hello, welcome to Simply Syndicated Gaming News. We're back with quite a quiet week, actually, isn't it? But, mm. hey, you know. Actually, we say that, I lost my shit when I saw this Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was definitely uh, clean pants time. Uh, uh, it's interesting. I, You know, it, it's very interesting. Beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, you know, the uh, it looks stunning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everything from the models to the lighting to the animation is on point. I can't um, be way too annoyed to be annoyed that I don't have a PS4 Pro. Well, that's what I'm wondering. They didn't say what this was running on. Usually, you know, an awful lot of the time they will put out you know a little thing running on such and such hardware. Yeah, I get the feeling now they just just assume that it's running on a PS4 Pro or an Xbox one whatever the fuck it is i've already i've already forgotten 720 okay uh yeah probably and of course i'm sure that us pc peasants will get the short end of it we'll probably end up having to wait an extra fucking year to get a port yeah they've not said anything about the pc version yet have they uh no they have not i'll just get the ps4 version it'll be fine it won't it won't exactly be like rubbing dirt in your eyes well, you know, you say that, but I enjoy that feeling. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but, you know, it's, and I get the feeling th- this is one I would actually end up buying multiple times on various platforms if they did mm. that. Because yeah. I've played Red Dead Redemption through, I think, four or five times. Yeah, it is so fucking good. Because I can just keep going back and doing the whole game again. There are very few games I can do that with these days, but that's one yeah. of them. And if this is at least as good, and given who's making it and the subject matter, I have reason to believe it will be at least as good, then I'm going to play this one through five or six times, whatever. Well, what kind of... uh, I was... I'm a little conflicted. I'm a little conflicted because I was worried. uh, We've talked previously about how pissed off we are that GTA V... They abandoned the single-player DLC in favor of just piling money into GTA Online. Yeah. And I was worried about that, but then the more I realized they can't really do that with Red Dead because it's, you know, the Old West. Your vehicle is a horse. You can't, they can't just keep releasing, you know, newer, you know, there's, I mean, I'm not a horse guy. There are horse people out there. Um, but I assume that there are a fairly limited number of horses in terms of variety. I think there are certainly more cars than horses. I would say there are yeah, more cars, so. bikes, planes, and boats yeah. than there are horses. And, so and I, too, am not a horse person. You are not a horse person, no. Emma? Pretty indifferent about horses. Okay. I do know how to ride one. I was, I was tall, Ooh. but... Um, um, yeah, I'm, I'm fairly indifferent and also slightly afraid of them because they're very twitchy. Yeah. Yeah, I had one. Uh, I don't know how the fuck this came about. I live in a fucking estate, but somehow I have a vague memory of having a horseback lesson when I was like seven. Mm-hmm. And the only memory I have of it is they didn't secure the saddle properly. So when it That's came time to trot, I ended up uh, not completely upside down, <laughs> but most of the way. That's not uh, good. It's not supposed yeah. to go like that at all. No, especially as where you end up near in that situation, yes, which leads precisely. nicely into the, uh, yeah, into the article. In 
true rock star fashion. It does seem that they are nicely animating the horse bollocks. Well, that's good to know. These things have to be done. I mean, absolutely. Horses have bollocks. They mm-hmm. move and stuff. So, okay. You know, that's fine. This is in the, in the same month we find out Mario has nipples. You know, it's <laughs> there we go. These things are there. We have to just deal this with them. It's all right. Move sometimes on. Sometimes the envelope needs to be pushed. Absolutely. Rocks there are the people to do it. And the envelope is filled with bollocks. Horse bollocks. So it's a big envelope. It is. Yeah. It's it's quite a large <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, I will be. I, I I look forward to comparing this not only to uh, the Red Dead, the original Red Dead Redemption uh, horse horses, but also the uh, Metal Gear Solid Five horses. Well, horse. There was one horse in Metal Gear Solid Five, uh, and he was pretty good. He could shit on command. Really? Yeah, I was going to say there was a button to make it poop, wasn't there? Yeah, there was so a command. This, so this is the DLC then, isn't it? This is the DLC they'll send you, they'll try and sell you. If you don't want to watch a big <laughs> pair of huge swinging horse bollocks, you can get girl horse DLC. So it's just no yeah. bollocks. There it is. Customize your horse. <laughs> yeah, girl horse DLC. It's a AAA game, so it has to have a season pass with DLC. Mm-hmm. It has to have some sort of in-game currency system. Um, maybe some sort of posable figures and or loot crates and or collector's edition, special editions, limited edition, steelbook edition, and any other kind of box you can put the game in. Mm-hmm. But then this Absolutely. is Rockstar, who aren't generally arseholes like that. The, the GTA special editions have been quite good. I, have the, I got the version with four, which had a safe deposit box. Which was kind of cool. Yeah, it was, a, it was a nice little GTA 4 safe deposit box. I still have it. I actually keep uh, all of the shitty little art books that come with other special editions inside it, and the little you know, uh, <laughs> back when they did, back when they did CDs of the soundtrack rather than giving you a download code. So that's what I've been keeping in my little safe deposit box. And then I got the C, I got the GTA 5 one as well, which had uh, a what do you call it? A money bag, a safe deposit bag. Yeah, like a cloth bag. Yeah, I know like what you're talking cloth, about. Yeah. You know, sort of, yeah, heavy cloth bag and a cap, which is a nice quality cap. Hmm. I, I find most caps are too small for my head. I have a large head. I'll, I'll take your so, word for that one. A large, I genuinely, I've never found a hat in a shop that fit me. I've always had to order online. Oh. Yeah. Very odd. Yeah. It's a hellish existence. It really it must be. I, I do quite enjoy hats. I would also enjoy a hat, but unfortunately, you know, still, you know, you take the good with the bad. You do, and at least now we have mm. games with animated horse bollocks. So, yes. it's, it's, so I'm wondering what they could do for a special edition, because, you know... They'll find something. Something. They'll, give it, they'll sell it to you in a big nutsack. <laughs> that's, that's, that'll be the next thing. You're saying about they gave you a big, heavy, like a, a strong, safe cloth bag. Yeah. Just, you know stick a few hairs out of it and uh, there you go call it you know the bollocks edition so there you go honestly if they wanted to if you know if they were awesome they do a special version that came with a cowboy hat do we know if they're doing anything at all actually because I pre-ordered this game as well they must do surely I'll have a look because I I don't remember any option I really did pre-order it because I saw the yeah because it got pushed back to next year sometime yeah yeah it's like 
quarter one 2018 now, isn't it? I think it's further than that. Is it? I think it's considerably what, like June further, or something? I think. That's fine. I just want it on launch day. <laughs> Whenever. When it's done, that's when we want it. Yeah, there's just two versions. Hmm. That's it. And at the price at forty nine ninety nine, it kind of feels like that's not even really the price yet. Or it could no, be. It'll, it'll probably go up to 50. It'll probably be a 54.99 plus, like you say, like the season pass. Do you know that I have, I have never seen a 54.99 game for sale? Yeah. I'm just Absolutely. looking now at Amazon. So let's see. PlayStation 4, 49.99 for FIFA 18. Uh, 49. Everything's 49.99. It's only on the oh, online I'm... stores that I see 54.99. Okay, yeah. I think RRP seen, is a mythical beast never yeah. witnessed in the wild. Yeah, everything Assassin's Creed Origins 49.99, South Park 44.99. I'm looking forward to that. Gran Turismo Sport 46 pounds. Oh, I should get. Oh, is that out on the 18th? I like Gran Turismo games now. I didn't are like you, them. Are you a driving you? game person? I I can be, you know. I really can be and I've recently come into quite a few of them and have been enjoying them a lot. Hmm. I must admit, I got um, Burnout, the first one, and Need for Speed Underground for the GameCube, which were that both my first of those franchises. Although Burnout, I think that only went for another couple. But Need for Burnout, Speed... Yeah, well, Burnout Paradise is, to my mind, the last great racing game. Right. I, I did enjoy having the, spe- the spectacular crashes in that game. Where oh, you yes. just see, I, you'd oh, just yeah, be that's killed. really fun. You'd just yeah. be killed immediately in that crash. It would be horrendous. You'd be on the news if you had that crash. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, it goes like, um, Need for Speed Underground, I've actually been enjoying it's, it's doesn't. It's not too serious, I suppose. It's like if Fast and Furious was a game, there it is. So there is a Fast and Furious version of I think is it Forza because it came out for it was free on the Xbox. I think they kept trying um, to do licensed games and they were typically shit. So oh, instead yeah, shit, they yeah. they decided it would be better to do a licensed tie-in with an actual good game. So I think I think yeah the last Fast and Furious or whatever they're calling them nowadays Furious Eight or whatever. Yeah got tie-in vehicles you're right okay. yeah because it, it was free on the uh, xbox store so i did play it actually i played it to completion that version and that was the last racing game i played um yeah it was uh, you know it was pretty much the most generic racing game ever played with occasional ludicrous uh, voiceover bits because um, <laughs> forza 7 has just come out isn't it oh yeah people are quite upset with it really oh, really they've triple-a'd it so it um, has it has loot crates and customize um, your driver helmet for a billion points per whatever and that kind of thing. Right. Interesting. There's plenty of anger about it on YouTube. I you don't have to search hard to find it. It might well anger be on, on YouTube. Yeah, ah. believe it or not, some people actually have been using YouTube of all things to uh, voice their anger, whether well, founded in reality or not. About, as long uh, computer games. as long as they're keeping their language clean, That's, you know. I think they are. I think there's definitely been an, an effort to do that amongst people. <laughs> oh dear, because uh, uh, it's a cesspool really. world. It's, yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because life is awful. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, so fifty four ninety nine games. It's 
doesn't mean it's only the that's why i don't get more about the people that buy digital stuff it's like you do know it's way more expensive don't you and you and you don't get a thing that's yours so well yeah particular well you know this is the thing steam got it right where they realized huh we don't have to ship all this stuff we're selling games so you know pc games on steam tend to be like cheaper than the store version because obviously meanwhile microsoft and xbox you know microsoft and sony rather their stores charge things for the same if not more as the retail version in the store yeah oh and nintendo they don't get away with this and, either and nintendo and whenever i, I i'm sure that this, that this is the primary reason that other things like um origin and uplay started up was so that they could sell their games you know at more than store price digitally wouldn't surprise me you know by taking it out of the steam ecosystem you have to buy it from them so you have to pay what they want you to pay that's what they do but yeah Yeah. i I don't i the story i hear from the consoles is that they want to keep parity between the digital price and the the recommended retail price and that of course as we know that recommended retail price is a well yeah it's whatever you feel like it is today so that's why they're all fifty four ninety nine online and forty nine ninety nine on Amazon Prime. Well, this is, yeah, this is the thing that whenever they say you know recommended retail price, there are multiple retailers. There are many different places, brick and mortar stores, where you can go, and therefore they price things at a reasonable rate because they don't want someone, you know, they don't want to do themselves out of business. Mm. It's kind of how capitalism works. Yeah, and yet. Whenever they're saying that they want to keep in with that system and yet their store is the only place where you can buy it digitally. And so therefore they jack up the price, which is not how things are supposed to work. It's kind of the opposite of what they're saying they're doing. That's because game companies are cheeky bastards, really. Absolutely. And we'd all do well to never forget that. Oh, I found one. I found one. NHL 18 for the PS4 is 54 pounds. So that that's close. The thing with the sports games is you've got all oh, eight months to make your money, and then mm-hmm. you, and then you're yeah. done. It's they're not like GTA Five that you can sell for four years or whatever. You've got until people start thinking about NHL nineteen. And because they are so similar year on year, there's no vintage. I mean, you know, there's no vintage Pro Evolution Soccer. There's no vintage FIFA, the one that, oh, everyone remembers. Oh, I remember FIFA. Wait, those were the days. No, it's the same game. Absolutely. What was the difference between FIFA 2011 and FIFA 2012? And FIFA 2010, for that matter? A digit. Who knows? Who knows? I I guess they know who's on what team, and so they correct that stuff, but... Yeah. I wouldn't know. (laughs) I wouldn't know. You could give me one with, like, 80s football teams. I wouldn't know. Do you know what I reckon? That's the that's they're missing a they're missing a trick with that because there's got to be a market for retro FIFA. You know, FIFA ninety. You can play all as all those old players for all the old nerds who love all those old teams. Oh well, yeah. yeah there's all the but then there's just lots of retro gaming stuff. I miss just I want a football game for people who don't care about football, and FIFA isn't it? No. Sadly, I want something like Mario football or something like that. 
But there was a Mario Soccer. There was for the was GameCube. That GameCube. There yeah, was. Yes. I never played it. Neither have I, but I think it sits on the list at around this fifty quid mark. Oof. Yeah, I think it. Now I need to look that up because I'll get email. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it is Mario Superstar Soccer on the GameCube. Where's my list? Here's my list. Come on, GameCube. No, it's not on the list. Oh wait, no, it's Mario Superstar Baseball that's fifty-five pounds. Right, yeah. That's it. Soccer's a little bit cheaper, but really with GameCube games, for the ones that you've heard of, you're looking at around 20 quid. They're still yeah. quite Too up expensive. There. Oh, yeah, it hurts. And I've, I've bought a lot of shit as well just to have some GameCube <laughs> games, you know. Uh, but it's, yeah, they're, they're very expensive. The worst one, of course, being Fire Emblem, £115 there, so... Which is a shame, because I would love to play it. Hopefully it'll come out on the virtual console if they ever do that for the Switch. I'm sick of promises. And and, and while I'll be angry at Nintendo, Nintendo Creators Program will no longer let YouTubers live stream. Oh, God. <sighs> Nintendo, what is your problem? I don't understand what their problem is. I, I don't. really don't. Just at a fundamental level. Like, here is some people enjoying your game and showing other people how much they're enjoying your game. No, switch it off. I yeah yeah I I have no explanation for this no reason for this other than someone's decided to be a bit more of a prick today you know that's it it, it certainly seems that way basically Nintendo have decided that live streams are different and to be fair they are live streams are different from uploaded videos you know sort of edited videos of games mm-hmm. so they've decided that. Anyone who's part of the Nintendo Creators Club is not allowed to make money from live streams. Do you know why this is? Oh, Actually, I do know why I, this is. I have, it's, it's just a It's especially petty, in my opinion. My, my theory is the way they do this, but I'd like to hear yours. My theory as to why they've done this is because it specifically targets live streams that they can't have any kind of control over. And Mm -hmm. when people say dickheads like PewDiePie are going to ruin it for everyone, this is it. Potentially, I hadn't considered that. I hadn't considered the uh, the effects of that. This is it Uh, actually happening. This is them saying you won't live stream our games in case you say the N word. I thought it was very well could be that. And I think you're probably right. The thought I had was um, there's a difference between. Uh, live streams and uploaded sort of standard uploaded videos in terms of how they make their money. That uh, is also standard, true. That is also standard true. video gets uploaded and then, you know, a few thousand people watch it. The ad revenues generated off them watching the video. That money goes to uh, Nintendo who then decide to give a little bit of it back to the uh, people the who actually the did the work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Whereas with live streams, the majority of the money is made through donations submitted during the live stream, which circumvent Nintendo. They go directly to the person playing the game. Yeah. Uh, this is true on both uh, Twitch, which has a donation system on YouTube, which has uh, super chat where you can, you, you know, you, you donate money and a message, your message is sort of highlighted. Uh, it's usually paid more attention to. You might get a, a shout out by the, the streamer. Yeah. So it seems to me that this, therefore, whenever uh, a stream is uploaded as a standalone video, it doesn't get an awful lot of views. 
not an awful lot of people are going to sit there and watch a four hour, you know, stream of someone playing a game. So it seems like Nintendo are trying to cut out in a very petty way, people making too much money off of their stuff. Well, that that is the problem, I think, with all of the, the Creators Club stuff is that it's all very yeah. petty. They're yeah. fucking Nintendo. How much money are they making from this? And, how, you know, is that worth this conversation taking place for them? Because we're, we are far from the only people talking about it. And mm-hmm. we are certainly far from the people complaining the most about it. Absolutely. So, I don't stream. So it's just, you know. Well, I mean, it's, it seems to be a spectacular way to piss off people who are going to be talking about your company in a public forum. Um, it just sort of reminds me of how do we know about all the, you know, how do you know about Minecraft? How do you know about Dark Souls? How do you know about you know a gazillion and one fifa youtube videos madden videos um i just think it's it it's largely a positive thing so when people when when a company like nintendo it's basically the only one as well out of all the the big yeah they're the only ones doing this and saying to people who you know 99.9 of them are out there to just play their game and have fun with their game they're not you know out there raking it on Twitch, raking it over the coal, saying this is shit, that shit, don't buy this game. Um, so it just seems incredible, like you say, incredibly petty that the, yeah. the one thing they would do is to put themselves out there as kind of this big boogeyman monster company who wants you to have no fun. Do you, do you know what as well? What, what's weird about it is that if you're re- pre-recording stuff, mm. in editing, I can make you a video about how Super Mario Brothers 3 is the shittest game ever made. Oh, yeah. But in a live stream... You, what happens, happens. What happens, happens. There's no making shit up. There's no painting stuff in a, in a different light. Everybody gets to watch it. So, in actual fact, if they were yeah, worried you, about people being dishonest about their games, that's far more likely to happen in a recorded, edited video than live. It, it just occurred to me as well, one of the things that uh, what strikes me is particularly annoying about this, it's similar to piracy. Uh, the uh, anti-piracy group's arguments against piracy. Uh, Nintendo, uh, in the beginning, were against streamers because they said that people were, uh, well, not just streamers, but just people uploading their videos in general, because they said, well, people are going to watch playthroughs of our games, and therefore they'll watch the playthrough and they'll not want to play the game. So therefore we're losing out on a seal, which is the same nonsense as everyone who downloads an album was a potential you know, was going to buy well, it. It's even worse, really, because li- listening to an album, that's it. You've you've used it in the mm-hmm. way it was meant to be used, whether you did that on YouTube or, or officially through some way. It makes no difference. You've heard that album. Whereas a game, you're meant to play it. Mm-hmm. And, and watching somebody else play it is not playing it. In the, Certainly not in the same way that watching a movie is watching a movie. Or, it's interactive. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not even getting that. You're missing the main core experience. The point of a game is not just to see the end of it, to witness the end of it. I mean, for God's sake, yeah, that that they're called films. This is so I. Um, I really don't. There is there is one YouTuber I watch who is uh, essentially a live streamer. You know, and that's many a true nerd. And I fucking hate live streams because I just don't want to watch someone else play a game. The reason I watch him is because his videos are all edited down. 
and he brings a lot to the table in terms of sort of his character and storytelling. Yeah. So that's, you know, I've never not played a game that I wanted to play because I saw him play it. Yeah, because I, mean, I watch him too, and sometimes it will be he'll highlight something I've never heard of, and then having watched his his video of it, I'll go, oh, I'll give that a try because it mm. looks fun, and I think that's a you know a massive point that Nintendo are missing out on as well here, that all people, especially with people trying to now stream stuff off a, a SNES Mini, how I mean, you know. Someone playing with a SNES Mini and someone's on the fence about it, like, mm, I'm not sure if this is, good, you know, something that I want. And then you tune into your favorite live streamer and they're having a cracking time playing on a SNES Mini. It's only going to make you want to buy one, not 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 buy one, because you're sitting there going, well, I've seen it now. It's all the SNES Mini has to offer me. Um, it's just stupid. I mean, and I'm, I'm as well, I'm someone who will, if there's a, a game I'm kind of on the fence about, I will go and watch someone's YouTube video of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just to check out how the mechanics works, and how the game works and how, you know, if it looks like there's a lot, you know, there's content and I think it's worth X amount of money. I'm 99% more likely to go and buy your game at the end of the day if I can find a video of someone playing it already. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So this basically, they Nintendo just doesn't seem to care. I mean, this is a notoriously, you know, uh, shitty program and they've just made it worse so there's well, no they, indication that this is going to get better in the future no there is the not is, that, is their bad boyfriend thing isn't it it's just it's they they have no there's no well they're not even pretending that they're going to do anything better no, they're I not mean, even there's, pretending there's no compelling reason for them to do so because they yeah. make a gazillion quid every year selling people the same stuff they bought 20 years ago and an inte- and the switch and which is blown up huge so why should they be the good guys in this respect it doesn't benefit them stupid nintendo you love them i know and i hate that (laughs) it's like it's a complex relationship it really is a complex (laughs) it's complicated but i love them and what they do and yeah at the same time it it is abusive (laughs) there's just no other way about it they don't mean it though. They're gonna change. They've yes, said they're wonder, working I, on I it. I wonder who within the company is in charge of decisions like these because Nintendo are very, you know, the Nintendo directs. They're very about putting a human face on the company in the form of uh, Miyamoto or Iwata or the guy mm-hmm. who's in charge at the moment, you know. But they never put, you know, they never wheel them out to do a little Nintendo erect about the Nintendo. Sorry, Nintendo erect. <coughs> sorry. <laughs> That was a Freudian penis. Uh, about nipples. What? No. <laughs> what are we talking about? I've forgotten now. Nintendo. Yeah, they never wheel out the, the, you know, the person with a face to shit on everyone's dreams. Yeah. This yeah is there's, a- there's some mean old guy in a corner office who just does this all day long. Go, no, if, no, no. no if you, yeah. If you're going to be all, you know, happy, smiley, cutesy, you know, putting a friendly face on everything, you should have to do it when you do shit like this. They should have to, you know, dig up a water's corpse and wheel them out and have, you know, just have a little puppeteer thing. Just no more streaming in Japanese, of course. <sighs> We're sticking with Nintendo. <laughs> As uh, the Nintendo Mini SNES has come out this week, I still kind of want one because they're adorable. But. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
uh, people have taken it apart and are shocked to discover, shocked, that it's the same on the inside as the NES Mini was. Uh, Literally. Really? Are you, are you shocked? Anyone? No. I, you know, I hadn't thought of it about it i hadn't put any thought into it so when it showed up i was like huh mildly interesting but the thought that occurred to me was i haven't been able to find anywhere that has been able to or has uh, even speculated as to whether if they do the n64 mini classic will this board be capable of also running that my money is yes they finally have to upgrade it well, because that's interesting because it means they're using a much more powerful, you know, piece of hardware yeah. than they need to. Here's my thinking on it. I bet it's actually difficult to buy a processor chip that is ma- massively manufactured enough that isn't capable of running <laughs> at least an SNES emulator and probably an point. N64 one. A ras- <laughs> you know, a Raspberry Pi Zero can run N64 games. You are correct. And yes. so I think it might well just be, honestly, unless you're like making them yourself, which I think is probably more work than just going to a processor manufacturer and buying 5 million of something. I, I honestly bet the lowest power thing you can get can do all this stuff easily. You are probably correct. Sir. So, yeah. But also the thing that I was interested in seeing the inside of the, uh, you know, what's in there. Cause it is, it is, mostly empty space the thing that got into my head was you could fit a raspberry pi in there yeah you could without having to take out the snares mini board um you could you could maybe run both of them that would be interesting mm, two different hdmi outs on the back you know could could be interesting it might also be the most expensive raspberry pi box you can possibly find yeah, because I, I so that they're going on on eBay for like hundred and twenty dollars each now. Yeah, hundred and fifty quid in CEX. There was one in the window oh, past yesterday. For fu- who's done that? Why is they're that? They're still selling. <laughs> they're still selling the switches for about three hundred and something. Oh yeah, they're still doing that. Yeah, yeah but what I'm saying is, yeah, you know, this thing came out this week, didn't it? Yeah, or, they went, so it was. I bought one, went straight to my local CEX. <laughs> And sold it straight to them. And so, I would very much like it if the US model, you know, the horrible blocky plus, uh, purple one, I, w- I would very much like it if that was selling for less. Well, yeah. You know, that would just be, that would be fun for me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I can't imagine anyone making a profit out of going to see it. Because you don't. You just <laughs> no, you don't. don't. That's, that's it. God, I'd only get 240 quid for my Switch right now that's insane yeah that's stupid yeah. i mean no i know the person who did this uh, in, probably at best made a tenner and you know but it, it's just the brass neck of the shop selling the thing when they sell actual big old snezzes for 45 quid in the same <laughs> shop do you know yeah, what those aren't many i i've decided i'm gonna get one i sn- okay. know an, an actual snez an actual snez an actual snez not a not a toy one an actual snes god they're actually more so expensive on the website okay 62 pounds for a discounted one which means a yellow one which means mm. get some peroxide and do that shit with it but yeah um i i kind of want one now <laughs> i never had one so i'd like one me neither me neither 
we were a Sega household, damn it. Yep. So straight Mega Drive household we were as well, so. Mm-hmm. Although, hang on, Super NES software, what kind of thing are we looking at? <laughs> okay. How much are the games? Well, let's see. If you were to get a SNES, you'd want, say, Super Mario Kart, wouldn't you? I yep. would. 28 yep. quid. Mm. Oh. I think he's, I mean, is it, is it worth... Because the because of the SNES Mini, is it a thing that you could wait to after Christmas, for example? And are, are old SNES things being artificially inflated by people, people going, "Fuck that old Mini noise!" Mm. I'll get an old one because it'd be cheaper. I, so, is there some in, in flight, in artificial inflation going on here? I've noticed CX put a few quid on everything across the board in the last week or so, which is kind of like, well, it's Christmas now, isn't it? We're into <laughs> Christmas present shopping yeah. season, so. Yeah, stick another few quid on everything. I, I don't think now's a good time to just be continuing to collect retro games at all. Well, um, not for certain systems. I mean, if you keep, if you, I expect the PS2 market is still pretty deflated. But I just think that the the SNES, the the old SNES market, I think, is probably be artificially inflated by people going, "Fuck all that mini noise! Mm. I'll just get an old one." So, entirely I think possible. Probably- I think if you maybe if you can all keep your powder dry till January, you might be all right. You can get Kevin Keegan player manager for two pounds fifty. Oh well, fuck everything I just said. Buy one immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and chess master. And oh god, this is all awful. Yeah, you've got to scroll quite some time before you get to a game you actually want to play. Populous, unboxed, four pounds. I'll probably not bother with this in the end. Oh, uh, yeah, sort of in related news. Do you remember a few weeks ago we were talking about uh, the limited edition Street Fighter 2 re-release on a yeah, red yeah, cartridge? Yeah. Um, a week later, it turned out that there was a warning given with every copy of the game <laughs> that it may, you know, small chance that this could cause your, your NAS to explode or at the very least catch fire <laughs> i feel like we covered that did we i think we did because it was just like their argument was well they're all old and dusty and the dust might burn if you use it it was a bit of a shitty warning really it was a bit of shitty warning yes but yeah it just it just came to mind there so uh but there's another retro games thing here was a fully licensed yeah. commodore 64 mini <laughs> It's, they're just cute little things, aren't they? Oh, everything mini. Everything must be mini. Right, everybody, everybody, listen to me now. Just go and buy a fucking Raspberry Pi for the love of Christ. <laughs> you don't need you know to buy all these different mini things. You remember a few years ago, like when it was a thing of like, here's a, here's mobile phones, right? Now they get smaller, 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 smaller until they're stupid and too small. And now they're getting bigger, 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 bigger until you get like the iPhone 8, which is basically like just holding an iPad up to your face. Mm-hmm. Um, are we going to have like, are we going to have SNES Maxi in a few <laughs> years? It'd be a giant one. <laughs> Super absorbent. Uh, yep. You know, we <laughs> joke, but look at that Sonic the Hedgehog Mega Drive. Thing that it came out. Bigger. <laughs> that was right, this is the way forward then giant consoles yes. that is the way forward but seriously everybody go and get a retro pie a raspberry pie please just for the if 
you want to play Commodore well, I mean, 64 games without an actual Commodore no, 64? Name me a Commodore 64 game right now. I was go. Just about to say. I can't. I could sit and name lots, but none that were specific to the. There were no such things as really as system exclusives in the days of the Commodore 64. So anything that was big and well known on the Commodore 64, you got on the Spectrum and you got on the Amstrad. And I maintain to this day that the Amstrad version of any game was the best one. So I I have seen a Commodore 64 running once in my lifetime so i, I don't think i've even seen I, I, i've never yeah. even seen one running so i mean that, i mean we were bitching about i've never who, even seen one standing still yeah. <laughs> um i mean last week we we're all bitching about who the hell wants an atari anything i'm really <laughs> who the fuck wants a commodore anything <laughs> do you know what i want a mini version of right now then i want a mini bbc micro because that is the con- that is what I'm nostalgic about. Take me straight back to school, and like you'd have like your allotted twenty minutes on the BBC Micro. Now, um, we are shitting on this thing fairly heavily, but let's keep in mind the Commodore sixty four. It was essentially a keyboard. Well, it's yeah. a keyboard, and this is a tiny one. No, it's a tiny little keyboard, but you can still program games on this thing. What? <laughs> <laughs> I should be now. Hang on. It, uh, what? This, what? It, yeah, this tiny little mini Commodore sixty four has a working keyboard. Do you? Ha- is it a working keyboard, or do you have to plug in? Oh uh, no, you have to plug in a keyboard. But it does have the full OS in there, so you can program games for it. Oh, hang on. We've got the full list of games. Right. Oh, okay. Let's see this what I remember. Long. Oh, it is. But I'm just trying to think of anything. Just see if the. I mean, California games, because that was out on everything. Um, everyone's a Wally. I was actually going to say everyone's a Wally when you said name me a Commodore sixty four game, but that's on there. It was not a good game though at all. Um, Monty Mole, Monty on the Run. I think we had that, and I never played it. Uh, Ranarama. See, yes, I do remember a lot of these, especially. Do you know what sticks in my mind is a lot of the sort of the full page artwork adverts for these games that you'd see in magazines at the time. And so I actually remember artwork more than I remember a lot of games. Uh, School Day Speedball 2 for the Commodore 64. I had that on the Amiga. Um, Can't imagine it being too good on the good old Commodore 64 there. Summer Games 2, not an Olympics game. No. Thing on a Spring, Thing Bounces Back. I do remember some of these titles. Who Dares Wins 2, that was shit, I remember that. Uh, is it only sequels? Because you're saying yeah. two a lot. Seems to be an awful lot of twos. Yeah. I am saying two a lot, actually. Yes, you're absolutely right. Well, there is Speedball and Speedball 2. Oh, thank God for that. Speedball, I, I have vague memories of Speedball. It was great on the Amiga. I don't know why it's on here. I didn't. I was never aware that there was a Speedball for Commodore 64. Uh, and Winter Games is on there, which is not an Olympics winter game game. It's called Winter Games. And that's it. Oh, can I click on these? Hang on. I can. Well, I, I can click on anything. It's whether it does anything, isn't it? And it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's great. Oh, no, some of the games you can click on and it tells you more. Uh, that's rubbish. Oh, well. It is what it yeah. is. It's get a Raspberry Pi, everybody. Fuck's sake. How many more times? <laughs> How many more times? 
No, I thought I saw some more games there. Never mind, I didn't. But actually, do you know what? Speaking of Raspberry Pi, for what is becoming almost a weekly Raspberry Pi section, type in this this URL. 8bcraft.com It's now, a little handheld Raspberry Pi. It's a yes, little, Lord. yeah, right. Now this this caught my eye. It's called the Raspy Boy, and it is basically like a Game Boy esque kind. If you imagine a sort of to describe it for you all, if you imagine a, a SNES controller, but it, the top of it got squared off and there was a screen on there, mm. and you basically buy this thing as a kit, and you get. Which- Helpfully sort of allows them to sidestep a lot of legal issues. It really mm-hmm. does. Uh, but it looks fantastic. And oh, it just turns a Raspberry Pi Zero into like this little portable machine. I kind of want one. I think I might get one. To be honest, it uses the Raspberry Pi Zero, which you have to buy separately because they can't get them in enough quantities to sell them, apparently. Mm. But I thought, that, I thought this was worth a look. It looks pretty cool. Looks like a, a fun little sort of uh, electronics project. And sort of. yeah, it does say that even though it comes as a kit, you don't need anything more than a screwdriver. There's no soldering or anything like that. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. you can plug, because it's a Raspberry Pi, you can obviously plug extra controllers into it if you want. So you can do multiplayer like that. And it has HDMI out, so you can just play on your TV as well oh that's sweet yeah it does look pretty cool so it's just sort of all little modules which you click together and then install it in a case yeah it it looks fantastic and it costs 68 euros plus five for the uh raspberry pi zero you see i'm looking here the case you have two color choices gray or black if they had a translucent purple they were still be (laughs) do you know that's not a bad idea, but I think you can't 3D print translucent purple. You can print a normal one and then mold it. Oh, this looks 3D printed to me. Mm. I don't know. It has a nice finish on it. 3D printing doesn't tend to have that smooth finish. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. if, they're, if they're molding these, then I expect a translucent purple one at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but whatever. And you can get different battery sizes and different memory card sizes and stuff like that. That's really good. I just came across that on YouTube the other day and kind of wanted one immediately. I um, wonder what battery life you would get off of this uh, with, you know, a power of double A's compared to what the original Game Boy and Game Boy Color got on the original hardware. I don't know. I, know I don't know myself. Off, it, it said that you've got two choices of uh, battery pack. Hang on, let's see. There's a 3,000 milliamp hour and a 6,000. And it says... Oh, no. No, it wasn't there. I did at one point see it say how much battery life you could expect to get from each of those. I think it was like four to six for the smaller one and then... Double may- that more than like Maybe. It doesn't... I don't know that it works as exactly good doubling it. Or Yeah, it's not a linear curve, yeah. Yeah, but... So, I, I don't know, but it was pretty good. It was at least as good as, like, the Switch or something like that, which, well, it has a passable battery because you can recharge it. It's not really any more... You don't really get more play off a Switch 
on a charge than you got off a of Game Gear. I'm just looking here, and one of the things I love about it is the case has um, <laughs> a little indent where the Nintendo logo is clearly supposed to go. Yes. But yeah. there is no logo. <laughs> it's th- just this space left blank. I think it gets, I think it comes with stickers. It probably does. I think it comes with stickers. The The video I saw on YouTube also showed that it comes with all the alternative colors for the buttons. So you can make it like the, uh, the, the American, the, yeah, the purple. Why, why would you, oh, that's a lovely color scheme. Purple and lavender. Fucking great. Yeah, what were you doing, Nintendo America? Oh, we hate you so much, Nintendo, but we don't. <laughs> Let's talk about Far Cry 5. <laughs> Hello. This is yours? Yeah, so, well, um, it basically, Ubisoft has said that it, originally they'd had it, had intended to make the uh, the music for the, the cult, which is operating in the, in the game, so annoying that you would be compelled to go and mow down the cult members, um, but then accidentally made something lovely. <laughs> oh, right. So it actually turns out that the music is so nice, instead of annoying you, people are really enjoying it. Yes. Dough. <laughs> I'm quite yeah. looking forward to Far Cry 5, actually. I'm, I'm so am I, actually. I'm looking forward to it as well. Same here. I... Um just this week, I went and watched uh, for the first time the original Kingsman. So I am in a, I'm in a a real mood to go and shoot up a church. Cool. And uh, I get to make that joke because I'm not American. Yes, uh, that's true. <laughs> You're n- yeah. not likely to actually go and do it. Yeah. No. No. I have a, an inability to do it because I don't have a gun. It's amazing. You're still alive give at me all. One. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, no, Far Cry Five is, is is yeah. This will find its way into my PlayStation, I think. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I mean, Far Cry. Yeah. I was, I was about to start a different topic. Sorry, carry on if you had something about Far Cry to say. I was just going to say Far Cry. The thing about it is, it's sort of comforting at this point. It's you know, Far Cry is like a box of chocolates, and that once you played one, you know exactly what you're going to get in the next one, which is what boxes of chocolate are like. Mm. Well, from box to box, but not necessarily from chocolate to chocolate, which I think oh, is... Oh, yeah. But I, the, I'm the, defending Forrest Gump here, actually. That's that's all. Have you read the book? I haven't read the book, no. So much better. So much better. I loved the film. I love the film, too. I, I love the film, but the book's far, far better. He goes to space with a monkey. No way. He goes to space with a monkey. That just makes even going to space a billion times better, doesn't it? Like, oh, yeah. and you're going with a monkey. Fuck yeah! Goes to space with a monkey. Yeah, fucking brilliant. If, well, then I was expect. Then the thing to do then is make a fan edit of Forrest Gump and then stitch Apollo 13 into it as well, <laughs> and then just put the end of Forrest Gump at the end of. Well, you need some something with a monkey. Uh, no, you'd have to use Project X with Matthew Broderick because then you could get footage of monkeys flying things. <laughs> I do not know this film. You don't know, but it's called Project I X. Stopped paying attention right. to Matthew Broderick well before Godzilla. No, okay. this is well before Godzilla. It's called Project X. Matthew Broderick, go and watch it. It's brilliant. Oh, and it has um, Helen Hunt before she became really famous. Now I have to look at when it was made. I have to look up Helen Hunt. Not f- not the twenty twelve nineteen eighty seven. 
Right, because there's a 2012 one that's about uh, kids yeah, having a bath. Yeah, there right she is. There. But yeah, go and watch it. It's brilliant. It's got monkeys okay, all the I'll way through that. it. Yeah, because what happens is, as a, you should, it's great. Because Helen Hunt's <laughs> teaching monkeys how to do sign language, right? And then her program gets shut down and all the monkeys get sold to the military where Matthew Broderick is. And they start doing nasty tests on them and he doesn't like it. So he helps the monkeys escape eventually with the help of Helen Hunt because he realizes that they can do sign language and stuff like that. It's really nice because he learns to talk to the monkeys with sign language. It's great. I'm not, I'm not down for this. I'm not, I'm not into primates. Don't trust a monkey. <sighs> Look, we can't. How can you try? How can you try? Oh, look, lovely cuddles. And then it rips. You can literally rip yeah. your lower jaw off your face. And before Not you bad. know it, they're talking. They've got rudimentary you know tool what? usage I, and, and they're, they're taking over. I value, I, you know what? I value them because of their honesty. Because a human could do all those things. And they may want to, but they won't. A human couldn't literally rip your arm out of your socket. You could if you put your mind to it. Mm, uh. Okay. Last news story. Valve pulls nearly 200 spam games from Steam. <laughs> yes, be gone, spammers. Um, I thought it was just quite interesting that that Steam got sufficiently pissed off with somebody <laughs> to to delete 200 of their... This is basically from one company, as I understand yep. it from the article. Yep. Um, it's quite interesting it got sufficiently pissed off with one lot of people to, to effectively ban them from the platform. So, yeah, yeah. They posted all these games, 173 games, in the period of a couple of months, yeah. uh, and they're all. But I mean, they, they sort of just all basically clones of each other in different ways. There's, they're not 173 truly unique and special games. Uh, no, they are uh, mostly asset flips, which is when someone buys uh, a bunch of assets from somewhere like uh, the Unity Store, which Unity's you know a sort of open. Uh, game engine where people can buy, you know, it's been the source of a lot of great games, but usually what happens is people make their game in Unity. They see that they've got something worthwhile and then they go and they develop their own assets or they take it to a game company and say, look at this as sort of a demo. What asset flippers do is they just take asset sets from Unity and put, do very, very little work and sell them on uh, sort of in bulk to try and make a quick profit. So yeah, the 173 of these games, very many of them, I would say there's about as much, maybe less effort that, uh, that goes into them as goes into those 200 games on one cart. Things that you used to get mm. that were just, you know, the same seven or eight games over and over and over again with a slightly different title screen. How do you, how, how do you get a game on steam? Is it just a case uh, of like, I'd like to put a game on Steam, okay, upload it? Um, well, I think they've changed it recently. The open, um, what do you call it? Not early access, but I think basically you have to pay 100 quid to get it into the Steam early access program, which is a recent thing. It used to be you didn't have to pay anything. Right. So yeah, you could put in whatever you wanted. But I think they found a way around this. I was hearing that they uh, found a way to get games through in sort of bulk. So they'd only have to pay the $100 fee once for a bunch of different games. Mm. I say different games. But yeah, it was it was tracked back that hundreds of these games, uh, They and another way they got around it was by having multiple sort of puppet companies, you know, signing up as multiple different accounts 
all which were all actually owned by the same parent company. Um, which was one of the funniest things about it was today, one of the uh, developers who was within this group that got banned, it's a great quote. Uh, they put out, we have sometimes been conducting our business with practices people may call shady. <laughs> that, is, that is a Nuremberg style quote. That is what I listened to a po- NFL podcast, and there's a guy on there called Dan who is f- f- um, fond of the phrase La Reville Magnifico. So, so you someone shown their true colours there. Yes, it's it's a, it's sort of of the school of have I be- sometimes not been entirely honest? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, they were complaining. This particular company, uh, who uh, this particular uh, developer. Uh, yeah, Silicon Echo. They were complaining that they didn't get a warning before their games were taken off Steam, whereas Zonatron Productions got a warning. What they failed to mention, and what we all know at this point, is that Silicon Echo and Zonatron are the same fucking company. Of course, because so like, they've set up lots of... Right, yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, I think Steam... This is why one of the reasons Steam took them off. So, Steam obviously just sent out one to, like, one of the companies. And, uh, yeah, they've all been taken down because they're one and the same. So, it is. it has been quite funny. But I did, uh, I did discover through this, there's a, a few YouTubers and a few Steam uh, groups who are sort of devoted to weeding out uh, people like this who are trying to find ways to, you know, make a quick buck off a Steam with very low effort, shitty games. And while they do good work, some of them are way, way up their own arse. Okay. Yeah. I watched a video by a guy, what was his name? Uh, Sid Alpha. Because I wanted to find out some of the story behind this. And he did a, there was a nine minute video on Silicon Echo or, or one of these companies. I can't remember which one it was, but it was all about, you know, showing how he, he basically went, he loaded up a game and then he showed the original assets that were used to make it from the Unity store. But the video is about nine minutes and he spends the first four and a half talking about just how big a responsibility it is to be doing this and how seriously he takes it and how he respects his viewers so much uh, that he is uh, suffering from workman's guilt when he's doing other things that he's not out there making these videos. And I just thought, if you respect your viewers, don't waste four and a half minutes of a nine minute fucking video (laughs) telling them about how much you fucking respect them. Works for me. Get on with the shit. I I don't even like, like opening credit sequences or Shit like that. Oh, so, God, yeah. You remember the early days of YouTube? To, you know, Angry Video Game Nerd had like a three-minute opening fucking credit sequence. It's, it's all too much. It do you know, do you know people, I get it, and I, I, this bugs me, and I know there's nothing I can do about it at this point, but sometimes it crops up. Like, does Rich put opening music on the beginning of podcasts or not? And there's always a sort of, hey, when he remembers to, whatever. And that's not true at all. I know I can't do anything to prove otherwise to you, but it's really not true. The truth is, I fucking hate them. Why? In what way is your podcast listening experience improved by having 15 seconds of some non-consequential music on at the beginning? It, it's 
irrelevant. And so I don't always put it on because I don't want to hear it. Hmm. So I have a user script install, which uh, it has an option on it. There's a name for it because everything on the internet has a name. Um, but yeah, this is a phenomenon. Uh, there's a button you can click, which auto skips the first 20 seconds of all videos loaded on YouTube. That's not a and bad it's idea. It's not a bad idea, but unfortunately there's no auto detect. So you have to press you know, the button. Yeah. Well, no, it means if it's on, then it'll automatically skip. So if the channel that you're watching didn't have a 20 second intro, right. you've missed 20 seconds of the video. It's kind of annoying, but it's, it's funny that it's such an issue that someone, someone made a button. I, do you know what? Pocket Cast on the, my phone, my podcast app. That uh, is my preferred podcast app also. Has that thing. You can go in and say, on, yeah, on this, you can select on a podcast by podcast basis, start from that. so much time in. So, yeah, I, every Twitch show, I start from four minutes in. Nice. Just Very automatically. Nice. I didn't know it had that feature. I will be looking into that. Yeah, and it, it's great because it's it's things like, and I I'm not criticizing the shows for this, and in particular, yeah. I'm Matt Break Weekly, a show I I love. I see I've got episode five hundred and seventy eight on there, and I know I've heard all five hundred and seventy eight episodes of it. <laughs> and so the fact is, at this stage. I don't need to be told that this show is from the Twit Network, that it's Mac Break <laughs> Weekly. I don't need the same four panelists introduced to me again because I, I get it, but I understand why you why that's there. Like I say, I'm not, not criticizing them for doing that, but I don't need it as a long-time listener. So having that option of just start these from four minutes in is... I also, I, I, I think there's a difference between like a weekly show versus like YouTube where, you know, they're often daily videos occasionally multiple daily videos so yeah yeah that yeah. you, you can do without it and yeah, so that. that's the story of why not all simply syndicated yeah. shows always have music yeah. many a true nerd doesn't do it no he doesn't do that he doesn't do it i know it sounds like i'm trying to jack the guy off but <laughs> i would it's like, and also you know you've clicked on the thing and downloaded it and selected Don't try and it breeze past this Breeze past <laughs> what? Sorry. I would jack him off. <laughs> Sorry, I He's missed He's married, that. Mike. You just have to leave, let it go. He's not married. She just he lives in the house. Oh. They're married. No, she... No, they're not. They are. They're not married. They are too. And, you know, marriage, what is it? It's a certificate and a ring. <laughs> I could get past that. And a buffet. We had a buffet. Oh, a buffet? Oh. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I'm good enough <laughs> to get past the buffet. I would become distracted <laughs> by the buffet. Oh, I couldn't. We, we were we were mostly in it for the buffet. Yeah, you've yeah. got to do the buffet. I don't know if I could ever be asked for that. Although I'm starting to feel really conspicuous at this point. <laughs> I think you're so far in that you don't need to worry. Well, no, that it makes it worse. And then it's it's I don't know. It's just really awkward now. <laughs> you know? It's going to be especially awkward if she hears this. I know she won't. <laughs> And she doesn't. And it's like, and the truth is, it's not that I don't want to ever be married. That's fine. Being married, no problem. Not not a single issue there. But having but to a, her, but having a wedding, <laughs> that's that's a different bit. That's that bit. I'm not interested in at all. Not at all. Uh, paying five times the cost of things because it's a wedding. Yeah, paying anything for any reason. <laughs> like if there was just a form we could send off, 
fine. If that's what was, if that's all it was, it would have been done years ago. But as it is, it's like, no, no, no. You'll spend thousands of pounds, thousands of pounds. And then just have this day that you forget about because it was, yeah, whatever. Can I just interject here as the soul married in this, in this podcast? Yes, please validate your forget- terrible decisions. Yes, please validate my terrible decision. <laughs> I have not yet forgotten about it, to be fair. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> it's, it's still kind of a big deal. Um, you know, and buffet. yeah, the, it was a good buffet. There was pizza. Oh, oh that's, that's that is a good buffet. When there's pizza, I'm happy there. It's just when there's all those like potted beef sandwiches in, and there's always just a <laughs> oh, no, piece of mayo. Oh no, it wasn't that shit. No, mate, it was good stuff. Chicken wings, pizza. It was started wedges. Yeah, nice wedges that's, as well. That's my diet mostly. All of that. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's good. I'd have been happy. I've been eating a lot of Chinese food lately, but yeah, I think I think weddings are the only places I've had prawns. Or were they shrimp? Who knows? Same thing, isn't it? I just assume no, that... Oh, that is... Things. Boys, that is such a move. Do not eat seafood off a buffet. Yeah, don't. I know. Do I, not eat yeah. seafood off a buffet. I don't... I, do you know what? Apart from fish from, the, from the chippy, <laughs> I, yeah, I just don't eat... Because it's that rule of, if I can't stand the animal when it's alive, I don't want to eat a dead one. And and that applies to basically everything that lives in the ocean. I take the Ron Swanson approach. Fish for hunting, never for eating. Fish is basically a vegetable. Yeah, there you go. Ron Swanson well, lessons for life. It's well worth looking into. Yeah. Well, where do you where do you draw the line on duck? Because the Catholic Church regards Ooh, them for, for Fridays. They are regarded as a fish, as is beaver. No, yes. d- duck is good. The the. Catholics can bollocks. Oh, I, I, this was the best thing I genuinely, genuinely encountered. A girl who I quite fancied years ago because I went to Catholic school. Um, because when you live in Northern Ireland, they're all Obviously, either, yeah. they're all to, either Catholic schools or, you know, Protestant schools. Um, but yeah, I did encounter a girl who I, I considered reasonably intelligent. <laughs> Um, who actually finished quite high in the class. You know, she was like a prefect and stuff. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, genuinely believed that during fasting days, you know, Lent and stuff, chicken wasn't meat. That was- none of this, none of this, <laughs> it's a fish. No, she just said chicken isn't meat. That's one of those things people say and then you just like, what? Yeah. She thought like cow and pig, that's meat. But chicken... That's white. It's not meat. It's that. Look, this is that joke from the royal family of, oh, she can't have that. She's a vegetarian, Nana. Oh, can she have wafer thin ham then? No, Nana. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's still meat. <laughs> uh, is that a show that's aged well? I find it difficult because yeah. it's do you know what it was it was one of those that it's very emotionally straining as a, as something that's supposed yeah, to just be a comedy and really? as good as it is i'd always found it difficult to watch and then we reached a point where it just became a garbage <laughs> right okay i never watched any of it the the tv series are pretty good but the christmas the, the you know they've done christmas special after christmas oh, special they're, 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 they're mostly garbage and I mean, like, offensively bad. Like, you right. you, you are, like, award-winning writers, whatever, and you've done this. I feel like you just come and <laughs> shat on the carpet. Like, horrible stuff. Um, but 
The only thing I knew of knew about the royal family was that one of them went on to be the guy in uh, a pint of lager and two packets. Yeah, of- Ralph Little. Is that his name? Right. Yeah. Okay. And you've got Carolina uh, Hearn, who's and that was that was garbage, but that was enjoyable think, garbage. You know, I think what makes me sad about the royal family is because Carolina Hearn is such a unhappy person in real life. Like she's got terrible depression problems and things like that. Poor lady. So I just kind of feel like it's one of those comic things of like they make incredible comedy, but they've got terrible personal lives. Yeah. And I just think if, when you watch her and you just think, oh, you're so sad. I just kind of want to hug you and you don't have to be there. Do you know what I mean? Shit, did Carolina hurt and die? She died. Um, she died, oh, yeah. Sure she did. Huh. I forgot all about that. Was that last year? Yeah, it looks like. Because I had to enter her name because I couldn't remember who the fuck she was. Um, yeah. Yeah, she, she died. died. Um, yeah, because she was excruciating. It says enough. here, sorry, it says here on the sort of the Google summation, died 2nd of July 2016, temporarily. Temporary. Now, is that a disease or a place? It's a village in England. So in, she died uh, of being there. Well, uh, outside uh, Greater Manchester. There you go. <laughs> Timperly. Uh Okay. So I suppose we're on to the just general what have you been playing sort of thing. I have news on that front, actually. Um, you better go for it. Proceed. I can tell you at this point that all the Metroid are dead. <laughs> <laughs> all of them? All of them. All of them? Except the little secret one yeah, that you keep yeah, at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah there's a little one. But apart from that, all the ones I was definitely meant to kill are no, definitely dead. You had dead. a job to do. You were sent down there to commit genocide, and it sounds to me like you half-assed it. But the, the thing is, right, is that the little baby Metroid lets you get into places you couldn't get into before so you can get more stuff. Is it dead, though? No, I see your point entirely. Yeah, I you really see do. why, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm not one, I'm not promoting genocide this week, the, the, but yeah. if you have been contracted to perform a genocide, you should perform. You should. It's not everyone no. but that little one, is it? It's yeah. everyone. I, I get it. You've got a Rwanda on this, haven't you? You let a few get away. There you go. And so it's, uh, it's didn't, you know, but I enjoyed the process. It was lots of fun. Well, no, you know, yeah, lots of are. fun. Yeah, so. I uh, I recommend that game to everyone. Really, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a lot, and I think it was the map that made the difference. I really do. <laughs> uh, maybe I will try others. In fact, I will because they're all on emulatable systems. To be honest, so that's that's fine. No, uh, I'm curious now. I'm wondering whether uh, Nintendo would be the kind of company to mark the price of that game up or down since that, you know, there was going to be more, uh, interest in them. Oh, nothing but up. It's like Uber surge pricing. It's as soon as anyone shows any interest in it is jack that ship, that price right up. (laughs) Uh, currently 39 99 on the 3ds. There is, I paid. I was talking about like the other, the ones on virtual. The old ones. Oh, right, yeah. No, they, they would have jacked the prices up or dropped them. They keep them at a, a set price. Well, I suppose that's one way of. They they basically just do, so sort of all your NES games are one price, all your Game Boy games are another price, etc. So uh, that's what they tend to do with that. Where they differ at all is if the one thing they will differ on is, of course, the Pokemon. Oh, of course. 
because um, they've just brought out silver and gold and i think that's that's on there at 899 and i don't it's a game boy advance game or game boy yeah something like and no, other, it was i think it might be no, like, that was that was color game boy color yeah i don't or is think this hard gold and soul silver hang on those I'm, were the those were the ds remix i'm going to have to get the old 3ds out here and go to the store luckily it's right here yeah, it's terrible. I was able to keep track of 151 Pokemon, but I can't keep track of like 20 Pokemon games. No, don't me. tell me there's more. There can't be more than 20 Pokemon. I well, don't until even until there's, a, there's a Pokemon game rap that you can, so you can learn the rap and then know it. It's. I'm not going to do it. Uh, shit, there's more than 20 Pokemon games. Motherfucker. Yeah, you need us. We need a song so we can remember them all. There'll definitely be more than 20, like. Th- games with well, Pokemon associated song, with them. You know, that's a song that is just a series of colors. It really <laughs> is. Well, look, do you right. want to remember them or not? The song's the easiest <laughs> way. <laughs> but you've got like all the the card games and other stuff like that. There's loads of Pokemon related games that aren't main story Pokemon games as well. Hang on, Pokemon Gold eight ninety nine for the Game Boy Color. Right, so it is the original, not the remake. Yeah. Basically, and I think Game Boy Color games are usually seven ninety on seven ninety nine or even less. But that actually makes sense to me, obviously, because you wouldn't need there wouldn't be such a big fanfare about them releasing Heart Gold and Soul Silver on the virtual console because those games are DS games, which will just work with your three DS. <laughs> well, yeah, that that's basically yeah. it. Um, Come on, it's taking ages to load this page in the store. It's almost as if I'm doing a live a podcast while I'm trying to open it. Oh, I've got shitty internet up here. Okay, Super Metroid is... Come on, don't keep me waiting. Doesn't matter, I don't care anymore. It took me, kept me waiting so long. I think I've lost internet connection on my That's, 3DS. Oh, right. I'm, I'm way away from the thing, and it doesn't have the... Uh, 802.11n or AC because it's a 3DS. So it's not going to tell me how much Super Metroid would cost. £7.19 for a SNES game. I want a Game Boy Color. Yeah, like so. Oh, right there then. Game Boy Color games are 449 hmm. usually. So yeah, so they have marked it up. Yeah, just because it's Pokemon. And people will buy that. Mind you, Earthbound on SNES, 899 uh, the Legend of Zelda's five thirty nine on Game Boy Color. So, okay, I I sit corrected. They will tweak things. They will tweak prices a little bit, but they're all they're all around the same price. Not too different. Well, Mega Man X seven pounds nineteen. I might get that. I've been playing Mega Man X. It's all right. It's it's not as punishing as the regular Mega Man games, or at least that's what it feels like anyway. Perhaps you just perhaps you've got good. I didn't. Thank you for <laughs> okay. the thank you for the confidence though, but I, I didn't. Okay. Um so that's that you know, now I'm free of the Metroid. I got back into Rayman Legends and that's still awesome. But I'm near I'm I think I'm on the penultimate world and things are getting stressful because it's it's <laughs> it's hard now. It's really fucking hard now. They're not messing about. So it's it's a bit difficult. But I'll stick it out. I've enjoyed it a lot. Cool. Yeah, so I'm, just, I'm, I'm looking up a list of uh, 
I looked up. I looked up. I entered genocide in games, and there's a giant bomb uh, uh, list. Uh, genocide concept. Genocide refers to killing on a massive scale, often systematic and for political or religious reasons. And the first game on the list is Undertale. I feel like that's maybe a spoiler, but I didn't know that was the theme of the game. What what game? Undertale. Undertale. Yeah. I've never heard of it. Oh, really? It was big like last year sometime or maybe even earlier this year. Time is a weird concept for me right now. It's sort of stretchy. Well, say so, um, we talked about YouTubers and stuff. It was, it was fairly popular yeah. amongst the YouTubers when it first came out because it, it say it's got some pretty big, big following. Yeah. Oh dear God! What's this game? Muslim Massacre from December two thousand seven. That's probably what? not never. a very nice game. You've never heard of Muslim Massacre? Two D yeah, shooter. You massacre Muslims. Okay. Uh, Hatred, Wolfenstein. I'm, I'm stunned that that's only available on PC. I, I would have thought Sony and Microsoft would have just been all over that. Like, bring that <laughs> to the PlayStation, please. That'll that'll Stick make us look so good. Stick it on the Commodore Mini. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I do have a list. I uh, it's one of my fun things is uh, if you've ever been on the uh, subreddit, Ask Reddit. It's basically people ask questions and you give answers. That sounds like That's a all. bad idea, but carry it's on. It's a very bad idea. It's a very repetitive thing. The same questions get asked all the time. So whenever, like on a, like I say daily, multiple times a day, the question will come up. What are some of your favorite video games? Or what are some of the games which impacted you the most? I have a list ready to go, <laughs> which include Muslim Massacre, uh, Super Columbine Massacre, uh, Custer's Revenge, always a good one to go with. Uh, replay, Hatred, BMX, Triple X, and then at the last minute I throw in uh, No Man's Sky. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always fun to see whether it either gets massively downvoted or massively upvoted. That's uh, very good. I like that. No Man's Sky. Yeah. Uh, what, what have you two been playing then this week? Uh, loads of Custer's Revenge. <sighs> no, uh, that's a game that's not going to remake anytime soon. I wonder if it's on that Atari box thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think it's on my Raspberry Pi, but it's going to be. Yeah, I've forgotten all about this game. Oh, <laughs> uh, joy, joy, joy. <laughs> for, for those of you wondering, I'm just going to read the opening paragraph from the gameplay section of the Wikipedia oh, page for Custer's <laughs> Revenge. <laughs> In the game, the player controls the character of Custer, depicted as a man wearing nothing but a cavalry hat, boots, and a bandana, sporting a visible erection. Custer has to overcome arrow attacks to reach the other side of the screen. His goal is to rape a naked Native American woman tied to a pole. <laughs> uh, in uh, yeah, and we so, get an homage in Red Dead Redemption too. <clears throat> Did we? No, we? no, we won't. No, sorry. Yes. And that's for the Atari 2600, a game of rape and nudity. <coughs> My God. They, they, uh, uh, they don't do those so much anymore. Even on Steam. Even on Steam. <laughs> it's a bit... Uh, how is that, that the, ever you know, okay? Modern gaming is a cesspit. It kind of always was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for fuck's sake. I don't know if that's... Better or worse than the baby shaking game that came out on the iPhone a few years ago. I, oh I wanted that. 
They pulled it too. You had to be quick with that. <laughs> they pulled that immediately. Uh, so, yeah, Custer's Revenge, everyone. Get your Atari 2600 ready for that. Dear, oh, dear. Uh, Sorry, where were we before we got to that? Uh, I'm feeling a bit shell-shocked, to be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it stuns me that it was ever a thing, that there were ever sort of... More than one person had to think it was okay. Do you know what I mean? It's like... They were called me. Mystique. Mystique was a company that produced a number of pornographic video games for the Atari 2600, such as Beat'em and Eat'em, <laughs> Bachelor oh, Party, nice. and Custer's Revenge. It was one of several video games companies that tried to use sex to sell its games. Mystique was an offshoot of... Caballero Control Corporation, who produced pornographic films and American uh, multiple industries. I'm just looking up the gameplay premise for Beat 'em and Eat 'em. And now that I've heard, now that I've read it, I've totally seen footage of this game. Yeah, so have I. And I, I yeah. <laughs> Players control two nude women on the street who must catch who must catch semen in their mouths that comes from a masturbating man on a rooftop without missing. And you know what? People complain that there aren't enough female protagonists in games. There you go. They do. And they, they're just not looking in the right places. 1982. You know, someone, you just got to look. Someone tweet Anita Sarkeesy and she loves shit like this. <laughs> uh, Don't bring her around here. Anyway. <laughs> so that was the thing. And what well, always astounded you know, me about it. What would come with a special edition of that game? It's, <laughs> it's not even like it's actually pornographic. It's not. It's no. It's just disgusting. <laughs> yeah, the concept is vile and and despicable. And in in terms, I mean, you're not really. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to catch it in your mouth, like once it, you know, from a great height, because it's going to be cold by the time it gets to you. It's it's not like it's actually porn. That's the thing. It's not porn. It's drawings of boobs on an Atari Twenty Six Hundred. It's not even actual boobs. It's just squares. I actually, I would venture this, right? If you're the kind of person that finds the core concept of a game like Custer's Revenge amusing, you might have a screw loose or two. Yet, if you're someone who is genuinely aroused by playing Custer's Revenge, <laughs> then you definitely should seek help. Or at least female, con uh, human contact, sorry, of any kind. And I was going to say, females don't want nothing to do with this. You can fuck off elsewhere. Fair enough. I'll say the, yeah. <laughs> the female, can, the female uh, as, as the one who speaks with the entire female contingent of planet Earth on this podcast, you can bollocks, mate. Get lost. Fair <laughs> enough. There you go. <laughs> so don't like this game or anything about it, really. Or See, girls just don't like retro games. That's what it is. <laughs> Ah, yes. Now go on and play Custer's Revenge and shut up. Oh, God. It was a real thing, everybody. A real thing. Not on Nintendo. What else is there to talk about? Something nice to finish with, please. <laughs> Anything. Well, Mike, what have you been up to? Um, I have tried. I've been going through my Steam library. I've been trying to break out of the grip of Heat Signature, but I have been unable to. Uh, I've been putting just so much time into that game. It's ridiculous. Uh, I am genuinely addicted. Uh, I've been performing heists all around my own little galaxy. I've been saving people. I have been brutally, brutally murdering people. 
uh, I've been slowly winning these, these systems over to my favor and unlocking more and better weapons in order to do more and better things. I think I've nearly finished the game and I kind of don't want it to be over. I you ever ha- have that? Yeah, absolutely. It's why I've not played uh, Mario Rabbids for a while. Mm. That that reason. I didn't want to yeah. didn't want to finish it really. But um, as well as that, I've just been looking through my uh, my list of Steam games because I have a ton of stuff, you know, obviously that I have never played and that I keep meaning to play. But I just can't get excited for any of it for some reason. I keep coming back to Heat Signature. It's annoying. It it happens, in, and I, I actually think it happens more the bigger choice you've got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I stand in front of this shelf of games every night and just sort of sigh. In the same way that when it was a shelf of DVDs, I used to look at it mm. and just sigh. Like, what? Can play Not all kinds tonight, of things. Not tonight, X-Files games. Not yeah. tonight. Oh, Emma, I meant to ask, have you played that at all yet? The X-Files. Played what at all, sorry? The, the X-Files game. No, it's it's on the to-do list. It's Because, um, I mean, I'm going to confess, I haven't actually played the, much um, last couple of weeks because um, I'm having physio on my right arm so i'm up on bricks at the moment um just trying to sort of keep it make sure i don't do more more damage to it at the moment um so um yeah i have it's on my to-do list once i see once once my next physio visit is over um it's going to be uh it's going to be in there and i'll have a go at it okay it's certainly not worth potentially injuring yourself (laughs) to play that just (laughs) (laughs) just off the list altogether i mean you know it's not Zelda. I know, but I'm I'm just such I'm just such a ridiculous mark for anything X Files. You know, what I mean, it's it it makes it's one of those things. That it makes me sad that there's X Files things I have not interacted with in any way. So um, I, look, yeah. I totally understand. It's how it ended up on my shelf, and I just love weird shit on the PlayStation. I, I feel like I've seen the one. I, I feel like I've experienced peak X Files. There's an episode where Mulder is being bugged. And a woman comes to his door. It may have been Scully. I'm not sure. And he invites her into the into the uh, into his apartment, and the lights off. And she says, "Why is it so dark?" And he replies, "Because the lights off." <laughs> I feel like that's the best episode of the X Files. I love the X Files. I adore that show. Yeah, same. Uh, I've got some more. Uh, what is it? Remote Patrol. Trust no one to post on simply everything. Ooh as well we did finish the season i've just not got around to fucking posting anything so i need to get that done there's like six of them or something i think left but and then we will bring back season two where we we are re-watching it on blu-ray and it looks cool as fuck on blu-ray i've got to say very snazzy did they remaster anything or what's what's the story with that yeah they've redone it um because the effects were very 90s they have. I think they hold up, though. To be honest, yeah, for me, I mean, <laughs> no, I, I agree with you, Emma. It, it's they haven't done full on Star Trek with it, right? Yeah, but still, it's uh, it's pretty Fair good. Enough. Do you know what they're all on Amazon Prime in HD? Hmm. If you want to see what they look like, I may, I may. Technically, they like, won't be as good as the Blu-rays, but it's still obviously. You know, again, the rubbing dirt in your eyes thing, but. But yeah, yeah. Um, no. Well, the last time I tried to watch the X Files, I specifically I downloaded a, a a list of you know the episodes you should watch 
on the ones you shouldn't. Yeah. So I uh, I feel like I avoided an awful lot. I think I got up to Series 4. AV Club have a, have a brilliant article that we kept referring to doing uh, Remote Patrol of the the 10 X-Files episodes you should watch. And See, 10 seems too few. <laughs> I'm willing to give in a, a little bit more time, but you know. Oh, here we go. Yeah, 10 must-see episodes. I still have it in my random bookmarks thing. 10 must-see episodes Ooh, of the X-Files. I'll put that in the Slack room. There it is. God, this is so off topic, but it's 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 a really good list. It is gen- it's one of those like no, this is a spot on list. Um if you're only ever going to watch 10 X-Files. Uh and it will take you as far as season 8. Oh, it's only up season eight. Okay. No, I mean that's season the, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just season saying, eleven is uh, not far away now. That's that's true. I saw a photograph of them making it. Yes. Excites me greatly. I did enjoy the last ones they did. I, I, I did as well, actually. I liked I liked most of it. There was yeah. in in fact I really enjoyed the one with the the guy from Flight of the Concords in it. Yeah. Oh, he's always good. That was such. It, a, was he in it? Yeah. Uh, okay. it, 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 Murray. Yeah. He, he, that was just such a brilliant episode. Yeah, the one from Flight of the Concords who went on to do other stuff. Well, and, they they all have. <laughs> what? Well, yeah. she did, and he did, and the guy. Uh, oh, Murray. Oh, yeah, Murray. Oh, it's Murray. Right. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was Jermaine you were talking about. No, but he is also. They all did, and then what? what, what? No, the other. Who's the other the, one? He the, looks like my friend one. Mike. What's his name? The little one from Flight of the Congress. He hasn't done anything. Hang on. I have to. I have to. No, I have to defend him because they have. Uh, all right, Flight of the Congress. IMDb. I've just forgotten his name, so I can't. Brett. He he won an Oscar for soundtrack writing and stuff. Because um, I think he did the Muppet movies and stuff like that. Oh. Yeah, he did. Uh. Muppets Most Wanted, uh, and lots of other stuff. The Muppets film, and that, and he, yeah, he won an Oscar. So that's kind mm. of going on to do something, wouldn't you say? Yes. Yeah, it's a bit, yeah. it's a bit like he sort of won an Oscar. I, I think he did. That's all. Now Leonardo DiCaprio's <laughs> one one is pretty devalued, for my opinion. <laughs> especially for that fucking movie. I, do you know what? I, the, again, so not the time or the place, but I fucking hated that movie. It was so boring. The bear attack, brilliant. That was that was like the ten best minutes of film I saw last year. That was that was brilliant. But then there was a whole film either side of that that was boring as shit. Right. <laughs> it's quite funny. Um, I was. Uh, oh, I don't mean to sound weird, but you came up in conversation in in the house the other day because we got. Um, if you got one of those that's entertainment stores they have started doing a thing where they have like these sort of long boxes of about 100 and 120 dvds cds mixed could be anything yeah and they basically just wrap it up in gift paper and you can buy one for a tenner and it's basically just see what you get yeah I've seen so that, and yeah. we yeah so we saw um, yeah. uh the crap stuff reviewer do, do a video of his long box so we have a that's entertainment and we chuck said well why not for a 10 quid let's see what we get and um we went through it the other day and we got a copy of into the wild and i said <laughs> oh it's richard smith's least favorite film of all time <laughs> i fucking hate that film <laughs> so much so much he wasn't a hero he was a guy who wandered into the woods and died 
that's that's not a hero that's a twat that i'm just saying <laughs> do you want if you want to praise heroes there are firefighters that people, pull babies out of burning buildings every day they're heroes a lot, a lot of people don't even manage to wander into the wilderness before they die i mean at least he got somewhere <sighs> fucking hated that film like if and it was because it was presented like oh he's such a hero like he's not he's, he's fucking not at all um is there a video game tie-in? <laughs> yeah, you just press forward for two hours and then stop. <laughs> and then you die. <laughs> and you die. That's it. That's the game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's my, my second favorite. My second favorite ever episode of Movies You Should See um, and sort of tied for second place with um, the one, oh, that <coughs> Night of the Wolf or Into the thing and literally everyone else was talking hour of the wolf where literally everyone was Alison and Mike and that were talking about it for 45 minutes and then you'd been suspiciously quiet the entire time and then literally 45 minutes into the episode you just go so what's this fucking film about then <laughs> I was being out I was out in the shops and I just pissed myself laughing and people were looking at me like I was a nutcase because <laughs> You just came out with it. I was literally saying nothing for nearly an hour. It was amazing, wasn't it? I was, it was so incredible. pleased with how quiet I managed to stay for so long. <laughs> but, and do you know what? To this day, I couldn't tell you what that film was about. There wasn't a fucking wolf in it. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm never going to see it again. Life's finite and no more of it must be spent on that film. No more. Uh, yeah, I kind of feel like X-Files would be a good tie-in with uh, Telltale. With what, sorry? Telltale. Yeah, it would. Games, yeah. It would. It really would. Yeah. Um, Especially since they seem perfectly willing to license anything. Well, they do, but they're doing all right with it. So mm. I think, yeah, it would be a really good thing. Oh, I mean, man, what, that would be such an insta-buy for that, me. That PS2 game you've got, it's basically, yes. you know... They've Silent seen, Hill. It, well, I was going to say Resident Evil, but same okay. same difference, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. But X Files, um, yeah, because there's like a Scully A and a Mulder B story, like there are in the Resident Evil games uh, and things like that. So yeah, yeah. So I get, I see where they were going with it. I certainly see how they thought it was maybe an idea that would work, but it did not. So uh, that's that's pretty much how it ended badly, really. Uh, if they did a if they did a Telltale game, every single decision, you know, the when you have the four decisions, one of the buttons would have to be uh, uncomfortable subtext. <laughs> Do you know I've never played a uh, Telltale game? Really? Yeah, know. never, never got oh, around to it. I've got the Walking Dead one, season season one. I yeah, I I intend to get to one, and I I nearly got Alison the uh, the Batman one last Christmas but it seemed like a bit of a shit Christmas present because it wasn't really all there yeah, I suppose yes yeah, uh, yeah it's like here's here's some of a game you'll yeah. get the rest later it, it was just like that didn't Maybe, feel yeah, yeah it might be shit we don't know it didn't feel <laughs> like it, yeah it didn't feel like a great Christmas present especially when it was compared to like say games where the whole game was there that hmm. they seemed like a That's better fair. idea yeah so yeah, it's better generally if you're giving a gift to give a gift yes. rather than the promise of a gift. Exactly. So that's what I did. So we, so I've never played one, 
But I'd be willing to give The Walking Dead one a go because I like The Walking Dead. And mind you, I don't mind Batman and other things they've done, so that's all fine. I did manage to finish the... Uh, I had to play uh, The Walking Dead sort of one and a half times because I played it on Steam when it came out and I was playing on my my Mac. And then halfway through the episodes, I upgraded to my PC. Ah. And I uninstalled everything. I cleaned out my Mac, formatted everything. Can you guess what the one game that the save file was not backed up online was? Well, I'm guessing it's this one. Otherwise, it's not really an appropriate story. Yeah, I was going to say it's a weird story. Yeah. yeah. You know, sometimes... <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's good just to say the thing you're expected to say and not Sorry. make a big fucking deal about it <laughs> Sorry, people have feelings is what I'm saying of course I'm sorry I'm sorry um, but yeah, yeah it was, so was it I, the Walking Dead game it's an, em- it's an emotionally draining game it really is it's, well the first, yeah. the first season really is quite an emotionally draining game lots of little decisions to make and I played through basically half of it and then realized that I had to play through it all over again. And because I'm me, I knew that I would have to play it making the same decisions, but no, even though I knew that those weren't necessarily the best decisions and I put it off for so long because I knew it would just be such a pain in the ass. I kept hoping that they would come out with a, someone to find a, a sort of save game generator so that I could, you know, just punch in what my decisions had been up until, you know, episode three, but no, unfortunately not, but I did manage to make it through. And while I'm sure that seasons two and three, they've been received very well. I really want to play it, but at the same time, I just don't feel stable. <laughs> yeah. Don't feel, don't feel actually prepared. I mean, cause I played episode one on when I did the, uh, the 24 hour stream back in March and yeah, even though I've just done episode one, it's it's been difficult to be like, I don't really feel like I want to be sad today. Do you know what I mean? No, yes. I, I'm not prepared for this. I, I think I might just you know, play something where I can be in charge, empower myself, rather than be sad all the time. I mean, it's not like the, uh, the comic and the show where I stopped watching slash reading because, you know, it got very boring. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, I kind of think it, I feel like it's uh, it's well suited to the format, sort of episodic format. Mm. You play an hour at a time, um, but yeah, I play quite a few of the Telltale games. That was that's the only one that I can say I've, I actually feel is like you know really worth it. Um, they've been showing their age. They Telltale refused to upgrade their fucking engine, which means that uh, the whole experience, even with the most modern ones like the Batman one, even though the graphically they've upgraded, you can tell that. You know, the gears underneath are just sort of clinking against each other. You know, things are not smooth. Uh, transitions do not work the way they should be. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little irritated with them for that. Understandably so. Because it can't be too difficult. It's a simple enough, you know. I have no idea what, like, just make a game engine. That just do a thing. You know? doesn't sound too easy, but... I don't know. That's because I don't know what I'm doing. So I, I feel like I kind of wish that another company would come in with sort of a rival engine and, you know, because there's not an awful lot of competition in this market because telltale seem to have 
snapped up all the fucking licenses. You know, all the licensing deals. They're the so, LJN of fucking adventure games now. Yeah, they kind of have... And they have all of the classic series. They have, you know... Um, I believe they do Monkey Island. They, you know, all of those. So they're, they've sort of... They're, they're hoarding a little bit. Ooh, I didn't know they did that. Yeah, oh, they... I think they did, like, the fourth Tales from Monkey Island or something like that. Right. Was, uh, yeah... It was after they'd done Sam and Max, which I very much enjoyed. Right. Yeah, that was a very popular one, wasn't it? That was that was very popular. Um, and it's also it's a weird thing with Sam and Max. What was Sam and Max? No idea. Nobody fucking knows. <laughs> I never played. Some people it. think it was a cartoon based on a comic book. Some people think it was a comic book based on based on a cartoon. The only thing everyone agrees on is it was a game. It was definitely a game. It's definitely a game. Yeah, with yeah. That, I would definitely remember it being a game, but I don't know what it was about. I never played it. Because, again, it. puzzle games at the time, and I, I, I wasn't really very bright. I mean, I'm clever now, obviously. I worked yeah. on it over the years. So thank you for listening to our show, everybody. That's... <laughs> Let's see how I didn't contradict you. Yes. That's because I care about your feelings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's too Ball late. Bag. It's too late. Uh, thank you for listening to our show, everybody. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. You might want to go and check out some of those other shows that we've mentioned throughout this one, like Movies You Should See and can't remember any of the other ones. We Remote Patrol about the X-Files. That's on Simply Everything. Do you know what we could do with some uh, Simply Everything help? If you're up for it, you know, get on over to simplysyndicated.com slash everything. Sign up, support the network. Get an, our X-Files show that's on there and only on there. There's a Quantum Leap show on there as well, which is... And you can get them old uh, Movies You Should See episodes. You can. Rich, rich, rich hating films. Listen to me not talk about Hour of the Wolf, which is, honestly, it's amazing. It really is. <laughs> it is. Not and the film. You not talking about it is amazing. Yes, the film. Garbage. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I, I, I'm glad my life as a movie critic is somewhat over. Uh, because, <laughs> let's face it, you can't really sit there saying Ingmar Bergman films are just shit and have any form of credibility, can you? So, you know. I don't know. Before before Netflix did Who's Watching This, Emma or Chuck, and I was the one who was... I am the owner of the Netflix account in this house. Chuck gave the seventh seal one star on my bloody account. Ooh. Well, again, why would you... Well, never mind. They, they exist. I can't do anything about it. <laughs> I talk about games now and technology. It's a lot less frustrating. So that's, that's just the way it goes. And, and that is the reason for why there are game shows now. Not so many movie shows. That's, that's it. Um, so well, that and you covered all the fucking movies. That, yeah, there is that as well. We, talk, we re- literally reviewed every film. So I mean, fuck help you if you make it through all the games you're gonna have to go into books next exactly you can't read i the big writing with with sort of smaller words all words but other than that i'm fine you know uh so that's that's the thing everybody go and check that out also thank you to everyone who supports us on patreon.com slash simply syndicated please go on there and help us out as well also finally i'm not gonna ask you for any more money i would like your help and support by sharing our posts on Facebook and Twitter and everywhere where we post things, be it a retweet or a repost on SoundCloud, if you listen to us on there, all kinds of things. We really want to help 
spread the word about our shows and grow our audience a bit. And uh, that's the best way to do it. Because believe it or not, we don't have loads of money to spend on ads. Hence all the asking for you to sign up to things just a minute ago. So don't forget, click that share button, retweet everything. And I will also tell you, we have a new show coming back on Saturday night as well, which is something rather special. It's it's not quite Shaft, but it's basically Shaft. We'll see if I come up with any good ideas to differentiate it from Shaft by Saturday, because that's really what it's hinging on. This will be Rich and Allison's super happy, fun, late night, daytime breakfast show. I tried to fit more words in, but I couldn't. I really. I was going to say, Channel 4 called from the 90s. They want their show title back. Yeah, I, I tried to fit as many <laughs> words there as possible. So it's Rich and Allison, super happy, fun, late night, daytime breakfast show, where we'll be live on probably our YouTube channel, the Simply Syndicated one. And you can call us and we'll chat about all kinds of stuff. And it will be at 11 p.m., uk time that's the late night bit and it will be at 3 p.m pacific time which is the daytime bit and it will be 9 a.m in sydney australia which is the morning show part of it all so we're going to try and incorporate all those aspects of it into there because we're hey we're international you know we're not on local fucking radio that's that's for them to worry about like you know we're we're covering the world so I was thinking it's a fairly standard late night show, but you know, a fucking mental morning show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's what we're going for. So we'll be live at those times. I just said, follow me on Twitter for further updates between now and Saturday. And, uh, it'd be great to have you all there listening live because otherwise it's quite soul destroying. Not worried at all. Not worried at all. So, right. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with more gaming news. Until then, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. My psychiatrist says you're emotional vampires. <laughs> 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 <laughs>